When you are teaching or when you have the ability to represent God from the scripture, you should actually take it from Paul's perspective without trying to just tell people what to believe. You have to convince them it's right to believe this. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. Good morning, everyone. God bless and be upon your household. Thank God for this day. Thank God for my colleague, my dear friend. And I truly bless him and his family for all the years you've labored and you've given so much up for the kingdom. And God says in his word, no man has left, I'm gonna make it inclusive, anything for the gospel. But he specifically said houses and families and brothers and everything else people give up, God said he would give it back. After 40 some years in ministry, I have found that to be true. I lost nothing. I walked away from a job that was very secure. I'd had a home built down in Briarcliff, had a lot of responsibility, but God was tugging at my heart. And I didn't know how to tell my wife at that time that I wanted to quit that job. I worked at the post office, had a pretty decent job good security. My time was bridged from the military Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to quit, but everything started happening. And I went to her one day and I said, I believe I'm going to quit this job. What do you think? She said, I'm with you. That's God's way of saying quit. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. And that was August 1977. And it has been all these years that God has kept his word to me. Yes. He's never failed me. He never left me. And all of my endeavors and all of the trials and all of the situations I've been through in 40 years, God never left me. He, he never did. And I want everyone to know when God makes a commitment, he makes it for eternity. Yes. We break it, not God. And I thank God for you and all the ones who serve and labor and minister here. I thank God for you. And this pandemic has opened up so much to us until the acts is the, the wisdom of God in bringing us to where he wants us to be at this time. He directed us to this book. I'm almost for certain it's God. Not almost for certain. I am for certain that it's God because it is bringing so much to light here about the Apostle Paul. We ended up in chapter 16. I'm going to let you bring us from where you ended up last week and we'll go from there. Thank God for you. And I thank God for the ones who come out to hear the word of God. That is so wonderful. This is top priority, as you will see today, how important God's word is in our lives. It is mandatory in a sense. It is more than necessary. It's vital to our existence. It's vital to our success. It's vital for our eternity. We need the Word of God. That's very, very important. Overseer, you could take it from there. Thank you, Bishop, and good morning, and 
Glad you're back with me. When we look at the book of Acts, people of God, I found this to be a very exciting book. Yes, it is. I found it to be that Acts shows us the unifying power of the gospel. And if the church today should take an example or its lead from anywhere in the scripture, it has to be, it must be the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And we see two things that are constant, Bishop, throughout Acts, and that is the taught word of God, the preaching of the word of God, and the power and the move, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, two things, points I want to make about that in, in summary is that the Holy Spirit would never lead us to a place only to abandon us. That's true. And sometimes, as we see it with the Apostle Paul, they were set on going further into Asia, but the Holy Spirit denied them and directed them to Troas. And this is kind of where everything's beginning to play out now. Also, the Holy Spirit for the 21st century church the Holy Spirit must be the abiding presence in the church. The Holy Spirit must be the abiding presence in the church. Mm -hmm. Whatever the church is doing today, and we have to do it in response to the leading of the Holy, oh, Spirit. Holy Spirit. That is so true. And to get on track from where we've actually wandered to, in a sense, is not an easy task. Yes, Number sir. one, Satan will increase his opposition against us yes. and against the work. That will actually happen. To find out that you've erred along the way and to get back on track, that's not just a quick turnaround. That's mm -hmm. a fight. Yes, that's is. a battle. And we see here in the book of Acts that what God wanted done was totally opposite of what had been taught and believed for years and years and years. And he calls this Pharisee who helped take it further away from mm -hmm. Christianity to bring it back, yes. the Apostle Paul. So now he is out on the field for God telling people about this Jesus who God had sent and died and ratified this new covenant yes. through his resurrection that we of all people, the first thing I want to say, God has accepted us Amen. in Christ Jesus. I don't have to work for acceptance. I don't have to do anything. I'm already accepted in the beloved. God has already accepted me. That shouldn't be a struggle anymore. Now, I know early on it was whether I'm saved, does God really do what he said he was going to do? God has accepted us. Amen. Point blank. We start from that. If you don't feel like you're accepted by God, then you're going to have some struggles. Should I? I don't know. Let me pray about it or whatever the case may be. But God has, number one, in Christ Jesus, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. In Christ Jesus, God sees no sin. Paul writes about that in some of his letters, mm -hmm. but in the book of uh, Jude, I believe, now unto him who's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Yes. Only Jesus can do that mm -hmm. to present you. We're not standing before God wondering, are we going to get to heaven? Or, mm -hmm. Are you going to let me in or whatever? If Jesus is there, I'm walking in Amen. Yeah, because, Amen. oh, I reckon uh, you, you, you already accepted That's right. in the beloved. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you once again, Jesus. And I thank you three times. I get to spend eternity with God, not because of church work, not because of any other thing, but because of Christ Jesus. Now, that is the message 
That is the reason that is everything God wants us to be is in Christ Jesus. Yes, and yes. I think that's very, very important. In Acts chapter 17, mm -hmm. it's when they goes into Thessalonica. I like the way they pronounce it over there. They got the airport. They call the place Thessaloniki. Okay. And this is, this is Thessalonica, as some people would say. It all depends mm -hmm. on what part of the country you're from. Yes. Either, yes. either, neither, or neither. Thessalonica, Thessaloniki. But listen, listen to what the scripture says. And when they traveled through Amphipolis mm -hmm. and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, mm -hmm. where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Now, that term is used quite a bit throughout Acts. That was Paul's way of doing things. He went to where the Jews were. He went mm -hmm. to the synagogue. Now, there was no synagogue in Philippi yes. because it took 12 adult male Jews to mm -hmm. start a synagogue, and evidently they didn't have enough there. But you had, thank God for those praying, praying women. women. Thank, yes. thank God yes. Lydia had a prayer band mm -hmm. that met down by the river there, and they were praying. Now, in verse 2 is very important. And according to Paul's custom, Mm-hmm. He went to them and for three Sabbath, that's three weeks, reasoned with them from the scripture, mm -hmm. reasoned with them from the scripture. Now, God had all of this arranged beforehand, uh, long before he went there. People and places and everything God wanted in place, he had arranged that in the situation and the people were in place based upon what he wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Even today, mm -hmm. everything God wants to happen today, he arranged it. Mm -hmm. We didn't walk into something out of the dark. Mm -hmm. God has already planned and arranged today. People and places are in place, whatever God wants. And he does this after the counsel of his own will. Mm -hmm. And everything God wants me to accomplish, it's in place to happen. Yes, right. The people are there and everything. Psalms 118 in verse 24 says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Well, if we just stop just a moment and read that Psalm, it is a day of deliverance for them. Now, if you know God has got deliverance in whatever happens to you in this day, then you should rejoice. rejoice. Yes. There's no situation you're going to run into the day mm -hmm. that God had already planned what? Your deliverance. deliverance. Mm -hmm. And if he called you out of this world, mm -hmm. you're going to be delivered to him. So it really doesn't matter. So my, my point here is God never starts a day without first providing everything that we need mm -hmm. and everything is arranged. Every evil force that comes against you, you already have the power to defeat it. There's no word or there's no person can say or do anything against you to get you to back away from the foundation you have in Christ Jesus. Amen. Somebody may be real nasty towards you. Well, all that is, is designed for is to bring out the God in you. Mm -hmm. And I thought mm -hmm. about the scripture today, not today, this past week, says God is love. God is love. God is the personification of love. Okay. It's an amazing thought there because God represents love. Think to the Thessalonians, he says, you need not that I teach you love for you're taught by God That's right. how to love one another. So the point I want to make here is how can I express love when I don't have God? If God is love, I need God to express love. Amen. And that's very, very important. You can't say you love me without God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you can't say it 
truthfully, truthfully yes. or spiritually. But God has arranged everything for this day. And Paul finds himself in another situation here. He reasoned with them, which means it's a question and answer period. He didn't go in trying to hammer down something in their minds and to get them to believe something. He reasoned from the scriptures. Yes. Now that's, yes. that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing Luke didn't do, and I wish he would have done, is he should have put some of them scriptures that Paul. he was reasoning from. Yes. <laughs> Paul was reasoning yes. from, yes. and that would have made it a lot better, but mm -hmm. we have some idea they're in the Old Testament, and he reasoned with them. He took time with them. I think it's four words that, that is very, very important. He reasoned with them. Mm -hmm. He was explaining. He was proving mm -hmm. all of those things. Mm -hmm. it, it's four, reasoning, explaining, and proving mm -hmm. what he was saying. Yes. And I yes. think it's important for us to understand when you are teaching or when you have the ability to represent God from the scripture, you should actually take it from Paul's perspective without trying to just tell people what to believe. Mm -hmm. You have to convince them it's mm -hmm. right to believe yes. this. Yes. Now that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. We have some dogmatic people who believe something and they want everybody to believe like they believe, but sometimes it takes time yes. and we have to allow mm -hmm. for the seed to grow. And mm -hmm. once the seed is planted, and the parable then Mark, once the seed is planted, there's nothing the farmer can do because God takes over from there. Exactly. And yeah. our job here is to put the seed out there, yeah. the word of God, and let God deal with it in the heart of yeah. men. He was reasoning with them from the scripture. That is a question and answer period. And he was using what? God's word. word. He was yeah. using God's word. He was explaining. In other words, he was helping them to understand what he was reading mm -hmm. and getting them to know what he meant by the question they were asking. He wanted to, be, to become clear to yeah. them. Yeah. This is not the way we do things today. That's right. It's more like a lecture type thing and we have classes and you have to have these round table discussions and I like what you did with those leaders. You taught them a while and then you gave them an opportunity to show that they understood what you were teaching. So even if we don't understand what God is saying, it sounds good. Mm -hmm. And this, mm -hmm. this basically the concept of church today. It was a good message, it sound good, but it's only a good message if it changed your life. Yes. If it didn't change in your life, mm -hmm. then I don't think you got the message. Mm -hmm. All scripture is inspired by God. Amen. That's breathed out by God. God inspired the scripture because he wanted the ones who read it and heard it to be inspired by. Yes. This is God. He's an inspirational God. He wants the scripture to do more in you than it could ever do with just you hearing it. Mm -hmm. He wants it in your heart. And so what Paul was doing here is opening up things to them. Yes. It was yeah. a great move of God because it say he was explaining and giving evidence mm -hmm. that Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead and saying, this Jesus whom I'm proclaiming to you is the Christ. Yes. Now, some of them were persuaded. They were, mm -hmm. Paul was actually being effective. And in any situation you find that happening, the enemy has got to throw something in the mix. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.